Hello, and welcome to the So You Want to Be a Marine Biologist podcast, where we learn about the ocean, share sea stories, and explore ocean careers. I'm your host, Kara Musia. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, mermaids, pirates, ocean lovers, and land lovers. Welcome to episode 20. It seems fitting that we're at 20 episodes at the beginning of the 2020s decade. Before we get into today's episode, I have something to share about myself that y'all really should know. I love corny jokes. The cornier, the better. Phew, I'm so glad I got that off my chest. Now that you know this about me, I have a question for you. Why were the marine biologists so happy? They found their porpoise. With that, we'll dive into today's episode. I've gotten quite a few emails from y'all unsure of how to pursue a career in marine biology. For strictly information, I've created a resource page over at marinebio.life with books and documentaries, places to find jobs, and more. How to pursue a career in marine biology is also what we talk about quite a bit on this podcast. My guests on the show provide a roadmap of where they've been and how they've gotten to be where they are. Sometimes, however, outside information isn't really what we're looking for. Sometimes we seek outside input for an answer that comes from within. So for this podcast episode, we're going to do something different. I have a little exercise for you today for you to gain some perspective on your life and future career. I'm going to suggest that you write your answers down so you'll need a notebook and a pen. Today's episode is for anyone that is starting their career, whether you're in high school, college, or are considering a career change. Even if you're mid-career, you will find value in this exercise. And this advice isn't just for aspiring marine biologists. This is for anyone that has a dream, a vision for their future that they want to realize, that they want to gain clarity on and take actionable steps towards. Ready? Here we go. The answer for questions like, what should I do, need to come from you. And sometimes the best answer to what should I do is why. Ask yourself, why do you want to become a marine biologist or why are you interested in ocean science? Is it because you love dolphins so much that you want to dedicate your life to understanding them? Is it because you love science and you want to make amazing discoveries? Is it because you love being in and around the water and you want to get paid to do it? Is it to help conserve and preserve this beautiful blue planet we live on? Write it down. Your why is very important. It will help fuel your actions. It will keep you going even when things may not pan out exactly how you envision them. Your why is your sounding board and your foundation. You can keep coming back to your why when things get tough. Write down your why or whys. You can have several of them. That's totally cool. Now we're going to visualize the future. What do you envision yourself doing? Where do you live? Is it somewhere sunny and warm, seasonal? Do you have a specific location in mind? For example, if you want to study orcas, they inhabit places around the world with cold, cold water such as New Zealand, Nova Scotia, and Alaska. Do you want to live there or travel there regularly to study these animals? Write down where you currently envision yourself living. This may change, and that's okay. This is our starting point. We are currently caterpillars dreaming of becoming butterflies. Or, for a more ocean-related analogy, currently a polyp dreaming of becoming magical medusas. 
Does the thought of working on a boat excite you? Amazing. There are careers galore that you could do working on a boat. You don't actually even have to be a marine biologist. You could be a captain or a mate on a research vessel. You could do private charters. Or if you want to dive for a job, you could become a dive instructor. You don't have to be a marine biologist to do this. If you want to be a marine biologist that conducts research from boats or gets to dive as part of their job, then is there something specifically that interests you? Do you like the chemistry of the ocean or a particular animal such as swordfish or a plant such as algae? Imagine yourself in your dream career 10 years from now. What does that look like? Do you want to be out in the field all the time? Or would you like a mix of field time and lab or office time? Do you want to lead a team? Write it down. I think most of us that are interested in pursuing a career in marine biology is because we want to help the ocean, right? It's why I got started. When you think of helping the ocean, what does that look like to you? Write it down. Another way of looking at this is coming from the perspective of what do I like to do? What naturally interests you? Do you like being outside? Are you okay with being outside in all elements? As we've talked about on the show, field work isn't all sunshine and flat water. In fact, in episode six with Liz Dutra, she talks about having to do in-water work when it's cold out. And in episode 17 with Be the Sea Lucian, they talk about going out and filming in rough, rainy conditions. I've personally been out in the cold, rain, rough, no visibility, and stinging jellies. It happens. It's going to happen. Are you okay with this? If you're not sure, get some experience. Start your own project testing water quality or counting fish or birds. Is there a local nonprofit near you that accepts volunteers? See if you can help out there. Getting experience is the best way to learn whether or not you like something. You may find that you get a certain satisfaction of braving the elements, or you may find that you absolutely hate it and it's not something you ever want to do as part of your job. Fieldwork aside, there is so much more to being a marine biologist. What skills do you have? What are you naturally good at? Make those your strengths. If you have excellent writing skills, perhaps report or grant writing is something you'd be interested in. Grant writers can be employed by organizations or be freelancers. In episode 11, we chat with Emily Cunningham, who is an example of a freelance grant writer. Writing for Scientific or Nature magazines may also be an option for you. Are you interested in leading a team? You could be a professor in a lab, conducting your own research and managing a team. If getting your PhD sounds a bit extra, there are many roles within nonprofits, government, and consulting that will need skilled people to help lead teams effectively. Do you enjoy photography? Can you take a class or grow your skill set and get paid for your work? A picture is worth a thousand words. Photography and videography are powerful storytelling tools. Madison Stewart in episode eight is a great example of this. She uses her photography and documentaries to tell the story of the shark and to help save them. And it works. Her work is deep and powerful. Other famous examples are Christina Mittermeier and Paul Nicklin, Nat Geo photographers and founders of Sea Legacy. Their art has swayed the hearts and minds of millions of people. Do you like math? A statistician is a great asset to any organization. Statistics are an enormous part of analysis and reporting and can get you a job. It's a skill that can set you apart. Can you stay calm in hairy situations? That is a wonderful attribute. Are you observant? Are you organized? These skills will serve you well in life and particularly in a career in science. Are you a people person? Do you enjoy reading and writing? 
A career in public policy may be for you. Policy shapes the world we live in, and if shaping policy is something that interests you, write it down. How about working in a lab? Examining specimens under a microscope, looking at genetic sequences, conducting controlled experiments. There's an example of lab work and sea turtle research in episode four with Boris Tizak. Does this sound exciting to you? These are just a few quick examples. Think of things that you are good at, what your strengths are, and what you're naturally drawn to. What interests you? Write it all down. All of it. No editing. Just keep writing, writing, writing until you think you've got it all down. Do you know of specific organizations whose work you believe in that inspires you? You don't have to be a marine biologist to help or to work there. Fun fact, all organizations from the agencies in the federal government all the way down to the smallest of the local nonprofits need help and need people that are skilled at bookkeeping or accounting and marketing. If either of these professions sound interesting to you, it may be worth pursuing. This skill set would open up the possibilities for all sorts of employment opportunities outside of the marine bio world if you choose it's not for you. But a person who is passionate about our oceans is willing to help out with projects and can keep the books or do the marketing. Now that's a potent combination. Write down what sounds interesting to you. It could be something I've mentioned here or something you've thought on all of your own. This exercise works whether you want to be an ocean scientist or not. Now, are you prepared to give this your best shot to see if this is something you really want to do? With any career, there are going to be moments of doubt. There may be times where you need to get a second job in order to help finance the dream job during a slow season. Being an adult does usually mean you have, at the very least, obligations such as rent and groceries to pay for. Sometimes the perfect job for you isn't open yet, or the project you're working on needs more time to get off the ground to be able to be financially feasible, or you need to volunteer to get experience to figure out what you do and don't like, or just to augment your CV. Are you willing and prepared to get a job to support this? I know people that bartended, were baristas at coffee shops, worked on dive boats, waited tables, worked on social media for different organizations so they could finance their dream. And it's worked. Jobs have panned out, opportunities have opened up. Sometimes things can just take time. Now, have a look at what you've wrote. Do you see patterns? Is there something that really jumps out at you that you feel you need to pursue? Get out there and go for it. Is there a specific animal that keeps popping up? Read the books and watch the documentaries pertaining to that animal. You may learn of people that have a job that you're interested in or organizations you'd like to work for. Side note, if you read a book or watch a documentary that you think I would enjoy, let me know. I'm always looking for good stuff to read and watch. Did you discover someone that has a job that you'd like to one day? Reach out and ask them how they got there. Is there an organization you'd like to work for? Ask them how to get hired, even if they're not right now hiring. Learn what they look for in a candidate. Is it a certain skill set or other interest that keeps repeating in your notes? How can you grow that skill or interest? Is there an online course that interests you? Skillshare has thousands of online courses available. There are universities that put their classes online for free. We live in a wonderful age where there's so much information right at our fingertips. Now, Get out there and take some action. Come back to this exercise as often as needed. As you learn things, gain experiences, your vision for the future may change. And that's okay. Keep an open mind and remain flexible. Everything is going to work out. It's all going to be fine. And you're going to have an amazing life if that's what you choose to make it. 
If you found this exercise helpful, please let me know. I love hearing from listeners. Send me an email at hello at marinebio.life. As I mentioned earlier, I have a resource page just for you. There are places to look for jobs listed that may interest you. If you want to take a deeper dive into the world of sharks, jellyfish, ocean issues, that's hard to say, ocean issues, or if you want to know how to live a more ocean-friendly lifestyle, I've got suggestions for you that I've personally vetted. This list of amazingness is available to you for free over at marinebio.life. If you haven't already, please subscribe to my newsletter. Twice a month, I send you ocean news, information on the podcast, and I usually drum up a job opportunity or two to include in there for my readers. So get on it. If you found value in this exercise and want to take a deeper dive, consider becoming a patron over at patreon.com backslash marine bio life. When you join the pod at the reef level, we'll schedule a 30 minute phone call where we talk about you, your career goals, and the next steps to take to get you going. Stay tuned for the next two episodes. You're not going to want to miss these. I am so stinking excited to share them with you. We'll be chatting with a scientific illustrator, artist, and marine biologist in one episode. In the other, we're going to be chatting with a world-renowned ocean conservationist who has authored several books and hosted their very own PBS shows and documentaries. I don't want to give anything away, so I'm going to leave it at that, but I am stoked to share these interviews with you. All right, y'all. It's been fun, and I have one final thought for you today. This episode was recorded for Training Porpoises. Thank you for listening to today's show. I'd love to hear any insight you've gleaned. Leave a comment in the show notes or send me an email over at marinebio.life. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a review and of course, share with your friends. If you want more resources for ocean news, including conservation topics and careers, plus personal insight for me that I just don't share anywhere else, join me at marinebio.life and sign up for email updates. Keep after your dreams and making waves in your community one person can make a difference. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you next time on the So You Want to Be a Marine Biologist podcast.